In just a moment, Recollections at 30. But first... Hello? Oh, hello, Martha. No, no, just finishing my housework and enjoying NBC Bandstand on the radio. Oh, it's just fabulous. This week they have Freddie Martin and his orchestra, Burt Parks, of course, and Snooky Lanson as the singing star, and the Glenn Miller Orchestra under the direction of Ray McKinley. But why am I telling you about it? Tune it in yourself. NBC Bandstand, live weekday mornings on NBC Radio. And now stay tuned for Recollections at 30 on NBC. Recollections at 30. NBC, celebrating its 30th year of broadcasting, invites you to memorable moments of radio's earlier days. In this special series of broadcasts, you'll reminisce among NBC's vast and historic library of sound. You'll hear the stars, the songs, the great moments in sports and special events that have highlighted these 30 years of NBC network broadcasting. And here, guiding our recollections at 30, is Ed Herlihy. Good evening, everyone. It's always a pleasure to spend a little while in the NBC Library of Sound listening back over 30 years of network broadcasting. And it is always a pleasure to hear from those of you who share these memories with me. Once upon a time, back in the early 1930s, there was a young university track star who later studied law. He also sang occasionally on daytime programs over NBC. Then he became a star on the Maxwell House Showboat program, which brought back the glamour and romance of an earlier American scene. The man I'm thinking of, of course, is Lanny Ross, still very active in radio. Here's one of the songs he was singing back in those days when we were all a little younger. Dream, lover, fold your arms around me. Dream, lover, I'm so glad you found me.
That was Lanny Ross, a very youthful favorite in those days and a favorite today, not only with his fans, but with his fellow performers. Through the years, every radio season has had its hit shows and its failures. One of the biggest overnight hits was back in 1931, when we first heard a comedian called Jack Pearl in the role of the Baron Munchausen. Here's an appearance he made with Rudy Valley when Rudy's program was a highlight of the week's listening. Here are Jack Pearl and Rudy Valley. You tell some remarkable stories, Baron. That last one was so fishy it gave me a haddock. Yeah, now, and I wasn't... <laughs> you see, the Baron makes the jokes now. You see, you see, uh, uh, you see, I beg your story. What did you say? I said your last story gave me a haddock. <laughs> That's very finny, Mr. Valley. <laughs> now, when I was in South America, I... I know. You dive down to the bottom of the harbor in Rio, and there were Lou Holtz and I playing casino while Bill Spargrove kibitzed. Honestly, Rudy, I don't know how you can stand there and lie like that, you know? Forgive me, Baron. So you were in South America. How was the swimming down there? Oh, now, that's better, Rudy. Swimming down there was pretty rough until I got past Miami. You uh, swam to Miami? <laughs> sure. You see... It's unbelievable. I made, I made a very good time, too. You know, <laughs> shark was pushing me. You see, I... I still don't believe it. What do you see? I still don't believe it. Then the shark swallowed me. You see, so... The shark swallowed you? Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Where do you think I phoned you from? And now, did you see it in the newspapers tomorrow? Then I got... Uh, then I got my now, second now, ring. just a second. I... Just a second. Do you want me to believe that you swam all the way from New York to South America? Well, I would prefer it. Well, I... I'm not going to believe a thing like that. Rudy, if you ain't going to believe a thing like that, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of trouble with the stuff that comes later. <laughs> you see? So I, I, I swam and I swam. I saw one wave over a thousand feet a high. A thousand feet yeah. high. And, and yes, sure, it went up in the air a thousand feet and it stayed there. It stayed there? Yeah. <laughs> was a permanent wave. You see, you see, so, so one day, listen to this. You've got to listen to this. This'll kill you. <laughs> I hope. Listen, uh, so one day, so one day I was swimming and I, and I looked up and there was a school of dolphins swimming along eight feet above the water. So Who I... ever heard of a school of fish swimming above the water? <laughs> this was a high school. You see, <laughs> So I was... You think I believe that? <laughs> you think I care? So I swam, and I swam. I swam for 42 days and 42, and 42 days and 49 nights. And finally... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. 42 days and 49 nights? Yeah. What about the other seven days? <laughs> I took Sundays off. You see, so when... I see. What did you do on Sunday? I went swimming. What I did on Sunday... Now, please, leave me alone, will you? So finally, I got to South America, and I went ashore into a terrible South American jungle. And, Rudy, I didn't have any gun or knife or anything. Well, and there was a great big mountain lion. I pulled out my gun, and with one shot, I killed him dead. Now, Baron, then... you just said you didn't have a gun. So I killed him with a knife. You also so... said you didn't have a knife. Did I say I didn't have a pin? No. <laughs> so I killed him with a pin. <laughs> I brought that mountain lion back here with me, and I'm going to stuff him. No. Yes, okay. I'm, I... You see, I'm going to stuff him. I'd like to see that lion. I'm willing to have it stuffed for you. Yeah? <laughs> no, I'll do it myself. Why don't you let me do it? <laughs> the Baron does his own lion. <laughs> you 
That was Jack Pearl, Baron Munchausen, from a broadcast of the 1930s. And now we have three rapid-fire selections for you in three different fields. The first is a fast-talking reporter, the late Floyd Gibbons. He was a famous worldwide correspondent before he became a broadcaster. A colorful, dynamic figure himself, he brought his own vivid style to radio. He not only presented the facts of the news, but gave us exciting eyewitness accounts. Here is part of his report of the floods that hit the Connecticut River Valley in the spring of 1936. It's a sad story I bring you from New England today. The people of one of the happiest, richest, most fertile, most industrious valleys in the world lie helpless before the surging advance of a destructive force completely beyond their power to combat, control, or escape. The Connecticut River is running wild. Millions of American factory workers and farmers last night faced another night of thunder, lightning, and rain, of rising waters and straining dams and creaking bridges. It was cold and wet and for the most part dark and cheerless last night in the once happy valley while storm signals flying up and down the Atlantic coast brought dread warning of further destruction and devastation on the crest of the the worst flood in the history of the last half century. Though through rain squalls and, and lowering black clouds, late yesterday afternoon I flew back to New York after an exciting 300-mile flight up and down both sides of the Connecticut Valley, which in some places has taken on the appearance of a vast inland sea. On the outer reaches of the spreading flood, the red brick chimneys and shingled rooftops of New England homes barely show above the surface of the rising water. Flying 50 feet above them, I saw bedraggled wet chickens perched bewildered upon these isolated elevations like animated weather and in the riverbed, the bedstream of the river itself, the normal water course in which ambitious man had hoped to incarcerate Old Man River with dikes and dams of stone and steel, the prisoner is lashing, foaming, writhing like a serpent, striking back with frightful force and power. It leaps in spray and waves and billows of foam and floating wreckage that seem, well, they seem like the tensing and flexing of giant muscles as they tear and dig away at the foundations of factory walls and bridge abutments, as they rip off the ends of barns or grab whole wooden houses from their foundations and tumble them away into the flood downstream like boxes and crates. Like a slave freed from the chains of his presumptuous would-be masters, the river is striking back in wild retaliation. It seems to say, for years, for years I have turned your wheels and lighted your cities and watered your fields and cattle and heated your homes and transported your commerce. And now, now comes my day of revolt. From that rapid-fire flood report by Floyd Gibbons, we turn to the rapid-fire singing style of the Brazilian bombshell Carmen Miranda. Her U.S. career went off like a skyrocket when she opened in a Broadway show called Streets of Paris in 1939. The week after she became a brilliant new star, Rudy Valley introduced her on his program to All America. All Broadway started raving one night last week when Carmen Miranda introduced Bamboo Bamboo and the hit tune South American Wave. Hai bambu bambu bambu, hai bambu 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 lele. 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 Hai bambu 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 l
bambu, bambu de bambu, bambu lele. Raio bambu de bambu, bambu lala. Quero ver você três vezes, bambu lele, bambu lala, bambu. Raio bambu de bambu, bambu, bambu. Raio bambu de bambu, bambu lele. Raio bambu de bambu, bambu lala. Quero ver você três vezes, bambu lele, bambu lala, bambu. Su armonía trae alegría de South American Way. Ay, 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 lo conozco por su sombrero. Nunca va de prisa con su sonrisa de South American Way. La, 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 la. Toda muchacha que come mi fruta se pone bonita. Ay, mire lo sé. Ay, 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 ay. Es el canto del pregonero que con su armonía trae alegría de South American Way. That's a recollection of Carmen Miranda as she appeared on the Rudy Valley Show some 17 years ago. For another rapid fire especially, we turn to hot music and Art Tatum, a blind Negro pianist who died just recently and who is already a legend in the world of jazz. His fabulous technique really rocked him in the swing time days of the 1930s. It was in 1935 that he appeared on the well-remembered Magic Key program and he played Lulu's Back in Town.
That was Art Tatum at the 88, as he performed on the air 21 years ago. One of our listeners has written in to remind me that John Barrymore once appeared on the Edgar Bergen show and whittled Charlie McCarthy down to size. I think this is the one our listener had in mind. The fellow's dying to meet me. <laughs> After all, why should I talk to McCarthy? He's the insidious individual who is most responsible for tearing down the glorious traditions of our theater. Talk to McCarthy. Bah! That's going to cost him. <laughs> first, first was the rodent by the name of Mickey. And now it's a piece of unfinished lumber by the name of McCarthy. <laughs> bah! Baba! I raised him. Charlie, will you please be respectful? This is John Barrymore. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, how do you do, Mr. Barrymore? I'm sorry. Me me meeting you is, is the greatest thrill of my life. It is? Yes. Oh, maybe I was wrong about you. Yeah, yes, it is a thrill. Now I can tell everybody I've met the brother of Lionel Barrymore. <laughs> Please be careful. Don't you realize this is John Barrymore? Oh, John Barrymore. Why didn't you tell me? Well, I did. Well, I knew I heard the name somewhere. <laughs> Mr. Barrymore, are you interested in the theater? <laughs> a shame, a splinter like you. Hardly out of a sawmill. With the sap not yet dry behind your ears. Lay off, Macduff. <laughs> this is going to develop into a horrible friendship. <laughs> oh, tempera. Oh, Maurice. To think that I have come to this. Alas and alack. I bandy words with an overgrown stump. <laughs> I resent that word, bandy. Or is it a word stump that I don't like? What kind of talk is this? That, sir, is the language of Shakespeare, than which there is nothing more beautiful. My work is steeped in that tradition. What experience have you had? Well, John, I had a funny one last night. <laughs> I was sitting next to a girl, minding my own business. Charlie, will you please? <laughs> Mr. Barrymore is referring to your stage experience. Oh, excuse me. John, I'll never forget your performance in Hamlet. It is the greatest I've ever seen. It ran for quite a time, didn't it? Yes, Edgar. I played Hamlet for 12 months. And for two years, I was Richard III. When I had scarlet fever, I was Napoleon for three hours. <laughs> Charlie, we're talking about Shakespeare's play. Oh, excuse me. What part did you play in Hamlet, Mr. Barrymore? <laughs> Romeo? No, no. I played Hamlet. Hamlet. The melancholy Dane. Oh, the melancholy Dane. Well, shake hands with Bergen, a slap happy Swede. <laughs> all right, all right. Charlie. No matter what I do, I firmly believe in keeping active on the stage. It's a lot safer that way. They can't hit you if you keep moving, can they? <laughs> Carry on, McDuff. Bah! 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 
As we recall, 30 years of network broadcasting, there have been many favorite orchestra leaders in all fields. A listener reminds us in a letter of one who has been consistently noted for his artistry and good taste. He played with several great jazz orchestras in the late 1920s himself, and from 1937 to 1940, he toured with his own band, along with making many radio appearances. Here is music by Lenny Hayton. music of Lenny Hayton and his orchestra, we put our memories away for another day. If you'd like to recall a favorite memory of your own on Recollections at 30, we'll certainly try to comply with your request. Just write to me, Ed Hurleyhe, NBC, 30 Rockefeller Plaza, New York City, New York. Ed Hurleyhe has been your host on Recollections at 30. Next week at this time, there'll be another in this special series, commemorating NBC's 30th year of broadcasting. This is Fred Collins, hoping you'll be able to join us then for more of the great stars and great moments of the past. Recollections at 30 is directed by Bob Mauer. Science fiction fans, hear another gripping drama of the future tonight on X-1.
We hope you are enjoying the old-time radio programs on the Radio Then.network podcast. You will find many biographies and audio clips from the past on our blog. www.radiothen.network Check it out and bookmark the blog which also indexes our podcasts. www.radiothen.network